welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 148. I am, of course, Alec. Alec, wow. Wow. I think we've hit a new low. I Update the my official SWS canonical lore. Alec <laughs> is the is other Alex? cast member. <laughs> Alex, Alex is no more. AKA. We have hired a new person named Alec at half the pay because of his <laughs> douche-ass name. Apologies Alec to the rear Alex name. out there. Hey, hey, hey. Alec is my Russian name. You need to calm down. It's fair. I, I roll down there. I apologize to all the Alex. At least, you're not, at least you're not calling yourself Xander. That's true. Yes, I am Alex, a.k.a. Alec, a.k.a. Mave Online. And I'm joined here today with a very special guest. He's a longtime member of the Wicked Awesome cast. You may know him. He's a pretty swell guy. Uh, he is a Boston's th- heartthrob. Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. Well, you were introducing Jeff there for a second. I'm like, where's he going with this? Jeff isn't here. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm introducing you. Fair enough. <laughs> Jeff is still in the Shadow Realm. You know, I'm in a pretty good mood today. I'm not back east. Uh, I, I'm in L.A. <laughs> like, it's the air conditioning's on in my house. I'll let you have that one. Fuck it. Like I, I'm in a weirdly okay mood this week. Yes! This is going to be a good podcast. After the fact that I butchered my own fucking name. Maybe that's why I'm in a good mood. Like I've already failed in this first sentence. Your, you already tripped over yourself super hard right at the start of the podcast, yeah. It's like, well, fuck the, it, we're good. I don't need to make him look like an here. asshole. The only way I can go from here is up. That's what you think. And you'd be wrong. <laughs> but yes. Uh, this is the Wicked Awesome cast, and, uh, yeah, we're here to talk video games. Sometimes we talk about food. Sometimes we talk about other various things, and it's pretty good. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mainly video games. At least that's what we've been accused of being. A video game podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, we got some cool stories to go over today. Yeah. Some I, nice things. Uh, should I Maybe go first I this week? I think I got yeah, more stuff go have... to talk about. Yeah, I don't have a lot this week. Yeah. So, uh, as we alluded to at the end of last week's podcast, I've been playing, I've been playing um, Sekiro uh, Shadows Die Twice. Sekiro, Sekiro, uh, that, that that new Souls game that's not a Souls game, uh, but we'll talk about that after we talk about my week, because I was traveling this week. Oh, really? I went back east for work for something, and um, I, I will find a way to put this out there for y'all. I, I may have actually put it in as a... Um, Maybe the thumbnail even this week. It's such a funny image, or I may find something of it. Uh, so, I flew on an airline called Cape Air, and Alex, that that image I sent you on your phone, I need you to look at it right now. All right, let me go ahead and pull up the old device here. Loading. I'm pulling up the messenger version. Phone. Come on, it's lagging now. This is not supposed to happen this way. Just texted it to you. How the fuck is this? Like, are you had a good phone? Oh, no, I do. It's just I was trying to load up Messenger on Android, and it took forever, but now I see it. Oh! <gasps> Did you fly on a private jet? No, I flew on Cape fucking Air, which, uh, the best way of wrapping up Cape fucking Air, it's actually called Cape Air, not Cape fucking Air, it's just Cape Air, was that at before, before we started flying, the pilot looked over his shoulder and it was like, Yes, yeah, so we're going to take off now, if that's okay. Everyone buckled in and stuff. <laughs> like, didn't even need a... Like, there were there are nine seats on this plane. Really only eight, because 
one of the front seats for the passenger area is too close to the rear of one of the pilot chairs to be comfortably used by anyone but a child. Wow. Drink service on this plane was the pilot going, hey, does anyone want any water? And then handling handing you a bottle of water. Like, I got to watch a pilot eat corn nuts for an act. A chunk of this flight by like dumping them into his mouth, getting some of them in his eye, going, ah, that hurts a little bit, pawing at his face, and then being and then be sitting there like, this is how I die. This is how I fucking die. Wait, this is the pilot you said? One of the two pilots. This two the pilot and co-pilot, I'm not sure which was the real one. Like, one of these guys is wearing Cape Air sunglasses, implying that he got these sunglasses either because he showed up to work too hungover to not fly without sunglasses, or he left his sunglasses at home and grabbed the free promotional ones they have just lying around. I'm just—they're like that's how I die. Oh, jeez. Connecting flights. I. Yeah. Also, not the smallest one I've ever been on. But this was sprung on me. I, I I flew on a normal flight from there to where I made the connection, and then I had to clear security, go back into security to get on this thing. We walked down to the tarmac. Oh, it's a small plane. It's probably got a ladder or something to climb up, and that's fine. And I agree with a fucking Cessna. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what to say, dude. I, I... I was pretty annoyed. Like, I, I, flight, the flight was fine, but also, like, I'm looking out my window at, like, flush-mounted bolts on the plane that aren't as flush-mounted as I might like them to be for being <laughs> on that plane. And I'm like, huh, I'm inspecting hardware and rivets from my seat on a plane. This is uncomfortable. Welp. Like, never got above cloud cover, never lost sight of the ground. Like, if you go over a mountain, you get turbulence because the air pressure changes slightly. Like, I could see all of the instruments from my seat. And I'm like, this is... I did not sign up for this today. What the hell? Like, yep. So, do they always fly these small planes? They- so, uh, Cape Air is a... Uh, they service the a small portion of the Northeast. Like, it's... It is a... Uh, you've heard of local airlines. This is the localist of airlines. And, like, it's the... In this case, I was flying Boston to Albany, New York. A it, These planes don't not make sense, but, like, they're the kind of thing that maybe you want a warning about getting on before you get on one. Especially given that the last flight I had out of Boston was one of the worst flights of my life, and it was like, oh no. This is not what I want to see. I want a big plane. I want a big, heavy plane. Hmm. That's... that's I've never... like I I always just assume when you got planes like that, they were like a charter flight no. thing, or like... Like, I... This is the kind of airplane you should probably take. Like, I, how how do I put this? Um, put in California reference. Like, if if people weren't constantly traveling between Los Angeles and San Diego and um San Francisco, this is the kind of plane you would get if like you only had to move like maybe a hundred people back and forth a day via plane. Mm. Like. Okay. Yeah, like, these are for the ultimate of local flights. Like, this was, it's a six-hour car drive. It was a one-hour flight kind of situation. And I spent that entire flight looking like, at the horizon, like, okay, where's our landing strip? I'll be able to see it soon. That's so trippy. Uh, it's, 
it was definitely an experience. Like, but at the same time, I was in Alaska at one point in my life, and I got to fly on bush planes, which are like three or four person planes. Like, I, okay, to put it in perspective, you can't get like pre boarding passes for this thing because they have to weigh your baggage before you clear security so they can counterbalance it on the plane. That's how much it matters. Oh, shit. Yeah. And there's no belly of the plane. It goes in pods that are attached to the wings. Oh, good. Even yeah. better. Yep. Yeah, none of this sounds like a fun trip. Like, Oh, I, I know. And, like, uh, not to kind of, like, further belabor this point, but, like, those private G6 jets you see and stuff like that are probably are, are bigger than this plane is. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, so, you know in those pictures people are always standing up in them? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, like, what, almost six inches taller than you, Alex, or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like, you would have hit your head on the ceiling on this. Like, it's the... I, I kind of had to throw myself off the plane to get out the door. Like, I could have probably, like, uncomfortably stepped from the cabin to the ground in one kind of, like, uncomfortable long stride if I'd so wished. So, if it's not, like, a charter jet, what is the technically the type of plane you flew in? It's a commercial airline. Like, I, I flew on a real airline. Like, it's a... This is a normal-ass airline that services, like, nine locations. Uh, to get into some real specific uh, New England kind of geography, this is the plane you take when you're going from, like, Boston to Albany, Boston to Nantucket, or kind of one of the little coastal uppity areas, or, like, Boston to, like, any of the main Vermont or New Hampshire airports. Like, it's... This was a real airline, in the same way that American Airlines is. It's just not one you take for longer than, like, an hour or two tops. And only exist to service routes that are like, yeah, we make like three flights a day. Wow. Because just no one's going those routes, really. Like, it it doesn't not make sense, but it's also like, yeah. Like, I, I don't have a good comparison to like what something you might be familiar with, where it's like, no, it's like a very specific group of people are making this flight because between getting to the airport and then like dealing with airport shit, you could have gotten there by car by now, possibly. Okay, actually, huh. yeah. So, um, you remember LAX, how terrible it is to get to LAX? Like, let's assume uh, yeah. you have, like, an hour drive to LAX at a minimum kind of thing, and then it takes, like... If I told you you could drive to San, to, um, San Francisco in the same amount of time it takes to drive to LAX to get on a plane, which would you do? Um, why probably... Wait, it takes the same time to drive as it is to fly? If if you lived in a world where like it took like an hour or two longer tops to get to San Francisco by car as it did to like drive to LAX and take a plane, which would you do? I'd probably drive. Exactly. That, that's kind of what this airline is for. Like this is this air like, when I saw the plane, my immediate reaction was, fuck, I wish my rental car was coming out of Boston. I would just drive. Like, fuck this shit. I don't want to get on that. But like, yeah, it's only a five hour, five, six hour drive from here. If I had driven to, if I, if like, if I had come from like where I grew up to bought to him, to um, Boston's Logan airport, it would have taken me like two thirds of the time it would have taken to drive to Albany from Boston kind of thing. Like it's the, huh? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a very specific plane. 
it's why it's so small. And like it, on one hand, like Cessnas are super legit planes. I just didn't expect to be surprised by one. It's like, ha ha, you're on this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to die. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just shocked. This is like a a, a flight company. Like, I, it's more common than you think. Like, I was looking at their brochure and like, uh, one of their sister companies has lots of work in Montana. And because of that, they're looking into high-wing planes of kind of the same size for better flights in Montana. They're going to replace them all out. Like That makes sense. But, like, it's the, like, what planes do you think they fly around Montana? It's a big state. But, like, no 747 is required there. So You said they're only East Coast, right? Like, there are other companies out there that have them. Cape Air is only East Coast. Huh. I'm intrigued. I almost want to try finding one like this at some point for the West Coast. I'm intrigued. Just to try it out. Because, like, it looks like it's it's something you just want to experience and be like, yeah, no, never again. But at least try it once. Yeah. This is so trip. I didn't... You blew my mind. I've always thought commercial airlines were only the big 747s nope. with the really annoying TSA and all that. Do you still go through TSA? Yeah, I, I had to go through completely normal... Um, gate security. I, I, yes, it was normal flight for all purposes. Okay, so you flew all over there on a seven forty seven, and then took a Cape Air flight. Yeah, oh. it was a normal connection up until yo. <laughs> it would have been great if the pilot's a little surly when he met you. Like, how's it going, guys? We're gonna do great. Kind of was like I, if. Oh, he was? Oh, my God. They no. were totally using the um, like ch- uh, the headphone system to talk to each other so we couldn't hear them in the back. And I'm like, I can see your lips moving from here, motherfucker. <laughs> I know you're talking about us. Oh, that's fucking great. You have the best adventures, man. I, yeah, and, and maybe I've been on enough of them at this point where it's like, I... I don't know. I'm I, I'm glad someone enjoys them still because occasionally, like it, I, I definitely have moments where I'm like, "Oh, we're doing this again." <sighs> like, like I said, this was not the smallest plan I've ever been on, too. Which was like the gut punch of like, "Oh shit, guess we're doing this." Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I. Me and six other people got on this plane, they're like, I've never been on a plane this small, and I'm like, welcome to a small-ass plane. Oh, God, this this company was founded the year I was born, even, too. I guess they're also part of, like, American Airlines, kind of? I don't fucking know. Okay. I could see them being a part of a bigger airline, because I don't see how, like, I mean, that's a very specific niche market they'd be doing. Sure. Yeah, that's... I'm on their website now. They have something called the Wing Locker. I... I'm not going to lie, I thought this was going to buy a fucking plane off their website. Can't, sadly, but... Yeah. Hmm. I did play some video games, though. Ah, yes. That's I'd, right. Yes, we're not, we're not just a Charlie's shitty airplane adventures <laughs> podcast. Uh, we could we could technically do an entire podcast on your adventures. We you seem re- to live a very adventurous life. We could do multiple ep- episodes on that. Like, if Mostly involved me sitting down remembering like some of the shit I've gone through that's just faded to the back of my brain. Like I'd 
that's the thing I run into is I've done enough shit in my life that like a lot of it's like, oh yeah, that wasn't that exemplary. Actually, no, no one does that. Uh, my bad. Mm-hmm. That's a thing most people have not done in their life. Shit. I forgot. Uh, but so I am officially in the end game of Anthem because I make poor life choices. <laughs> and I kind of like it. It's, it. It could use more, but they introduced like this Elysian key thing recently, I think, where it guarantees you like loot from a there are certain activities today that that award you Elysian keys. I think you can get one a day or something, and use them to unlock chests at the end of the in-game equivalent of dungeons. And it's not just you that gets everything from the chest. Like so, it's if anyone unlocks the chest in your team, you all get the rewards from the chest. So it's kind of cool. Like there was a time once where some dude went and opened all five chests, and I'm like, oh shit, generous guy. Like he's been saving this shit up. That's cool. And like yeah. it's it's skins and stuff like that. It's it, it is the stuff you might want from an end game experience game where they have the armor look and kind of actual stat stuff separate. Where it's like I've fallen into here are the weapons I'm going to use probably for a bunch of the game. I'm getting masterworks now, which it's it's weird because like every time I get over a big kind of in game hurdle, like I'm doing like. I, I have access to the hard difficulties of the game. I have the, I have, I have access to the Grandmaster difficulties. I'm getting kind of the upper echelon. The Masterwork stuff is kind of, comparison-wise, is like Destiny Exotics. It's They do weirder stuff. Not super weird, but like, I have a, I, I have a um, Gatling gun now for my um, Colossus that it's kind of exotic perk is 100% ammo increase, 100% damage increase. Mm-hmm. The thing just mulches shit. It's got like almost not, and because of other stuff I have on it, it's got almost a thousand round magazine, which is awesome. Like you just spin that thing up and let it kill stuff for a couple seconds, and then there's nothing left. And it's a lot of fun. And Grandmaster is the first time in that game I've been like, nah, I can solo pretty effectively on hard. Grandmaster, I need teammates for. Like, if it takes a while to get to be character level 30, which kind of sucks, but I think it should unlock at the end of like the story progression. If you're doing group activities in that game at less than Grandmaster and you have an option to do them at Grandmaster, you are mm-hmm. playing that game wrong. Okay. Huh. Like, it's weird. Every time I boost the, the, the difficulty on that game, I like it more because like weirder stuff starts happening. I dropped down to normal for... I, I don't remember why reasons, and just I was murdering shit. I'm like, this is too easy. Hard should be normal, and like maybe Grandmaster 1 should be hard, but also like, if you just want to play the game and get through the story, normal and easy will let you do that, absolutely. Like, it's the if I was playing on easy mode, I don't think I'd have ever died. Ever. Like, I, that's how easy normal is. But enough about Anthem. That's your Anthem update of the month, probably, until something weird happens. Uh, like I mentioned last week, I've been playing lots of um, Sekiro, Sekiro, Shadow Dies twice. Uh, that game is hard. Like, that may be the hardest game from software has made to date. And those are the guys that made Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Like, that game is fucking brutal. In a good way, 
most of the time. Uh, it's it's weird. So I this is the best combat has been, I think, in any uh, from game. Like this is definitely kind of a Souls esque game. It's got a bunch of the mechanics there. Like it's the you have the in-game equivalent of um, bonfires or lanterns. Like there's some grinding, but like where it differs is it's also kind of a Tenchu game where it's got really brutal stealth mechanics to it. Like it's possible to stealth like via grappling hooking around and like stealth murdering people through the majority of levels. Like hell, in some instances you can take out half a boss's health essentially by like timing a stealth kill on them. Like it's the it is possible to clear a room of like add enemies while in stealth still and then like position and get like a 50% damage on a boss before a boss fight even starts. Yeah, I've been watching some videos on that, and, like, it's... The stealth system's a little bit weird sometimes on there, because you can sneak up to a group of mobs that are all close up together yeah. and just, like, assassinate them. And at yeah. the same time, if you do something dumb, they're all alerted, and they come yeah. after you. Yeah, like, and it's weird. Like, the game is inconsistent. Where, like, the stealth feels pretty good, especially after you get the first kind of stealth upgrade. But, like, there's a throw shard of pottery system that... I can't get to work, like, aiming it's almost like, I don't know how to aim it, period, and it doesn't seem to lure enemies, you can throw to enemies and they get alerted, but then they don't always move, and it's, like, the stealth mechanics are half-baked, I love that they're there, like, it's the, like, you feel coolest in that game where you, like, stealth your way through an area, kill everyone but the boss, like, spend five minutes getting a perfect position, stealth kill the boss down to 50% health, and then just beast on the dude after that, which happens every once in a while. Like, I suck at the game, so it's not like a the parry system is not necessarily my friend, and it works really well when it works, and sometimes it's unbelievably annoying, where it's like, I'm pretty sure I'm in tall grass, and still they saw me somehow? Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a weird system. Yeah, I... <laughs> it's a real cool game, though. It, it, it feels like... It, it, and maybe I'm kind of editorializing some. Like it feels like what's um from software has been working towards for a long time. It incorporates stuff I like from Dark Souls, it's not in Bloodborne, and vice versa. So like you have this prosthetic on them that has your um shinobi arts weapons in them, and they're essentially kind of the trick weapons from Bloodborne. Like it's the you press a button and like, you have an axe all of a sudden. You do like a melee kill that smashes shields or does a shit ton of poise damage, so like you can stagger enemies and one hit kill them easier, or it's like a flamethrower or like your ninja star launcher or something, and like you can swap them on the fly and it feels very dynamic. But like you only have one sword the entire game. You have your um like ninja katana, whatever the right word is for it, kind of thing. And there are no other weapons. There's no other armor. There's no real cosmetics, as best I can tell. It's just you straight murdering fools and upgrading your health every once in a while. And I guess your damage every once in a while too, but like uh, it's it's different in that like there's not a lot of character upgrade except those like new moves and arts you can buy, but it's not like Dark Souls or Bloodborne where you're equipping gear to really change the fundamentals of the game. It's very much like fuck, I you can beat most of the bosses in that game kind of the same way. And I'm not spoiling anything by telling you this. Like if you dodge twice at them whenever almost any boss in the game swings at you 
you will have an easier time. That's how you get around the majority of attacks in the game. I've spoiled nothing, though, because those bosses are still going to murder the shit out of you. Yeah, I, I saw one in particular with a guardian monkey, or a guardian ape, yeah. rather, that I thought was fucking great, because I, I follow a YouTube channel, uh, Dunky, and he played through it, and oh, his playthrough was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah, no, I, I'm at, like, I guess, like, so about halfway through the first level, you get access to the second level, kind of, I guess. Like, progression's weird in that game, I want to say. It's so, I, I'm at kind of both of the first possible bosses you can get to, and they're totally different, and I'm getting wrecked by both of them. And yes, I like it's the, this is the first game I've played in a long time where, like, it's the only answer to getting better at the game is get good. Like, there, there's no grinding you can do. There's no, like, uh, concept of character leveling. It is pure get good. And mm -hmm. most of the time, I like the game a lot. And, like, more so than any other Souls game prior to this one, I have to accept the fact that if I'm not in the right mental state to play this game, I just shouldn't play this game. Like, it's the, if I'm off, I cannot play that game that evening. Like, it's the, and I'll never get it back. It's the, like, once I get, like, wrecked a couple times in the same ways, it's like, nah, it's time to put the game down. Well, you're having fun. Yeah, but in, like, three more attempts, I'm going to be getting worse and worse, and the blood um paint's going to get worse and stuff. Like, it's, the game is really goddamn hard. And I know, like, a couple game reviewers got crucified some for saying, like, the game is hard, but not necessarily rewarding. I kind of agree with them, but also, like, the highs of that game, holy shit, are they good? Well, I mean, like, I like, I from what I've been watching, I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, but you also hate Bloodborne. I don't hate Bloodborne. You do not like Bloodborne as much as I do. You also don't like Dark Souls as much as I do. This game is harder than both those games. I don't dislike those games. I hated Bloodborne because there was alcohol, like fair. sriracha nope. vodka involved. Fair, no, that's fair. It's <laughs> this is fair. I'm I'm all for Bloodborne. I'm not for having to take a shot of d disgusting vodka every time I die or get so. This game kind of Bloodborne. feels like that, but <laughs> without actual alcohol being introduced into your system. So yeah, I, it's. Well, for now, until you decide to come up with like sriracha sake. For fucking Sakura. That sounds terrible. Or wasabi sake. I don't know. That sounds not as bad. Really? Sriracha is worse than. I like wasabi than, uh, more than I like the flavor of Sriracha. I fucking hate the taste of wasabi. Oh, I like wasabi a lot. Yeah, so, see, I'll, I'll, I like, I'll, I'll like the game, but then if you're going to make me drink, like, Disgusting alcohol every time we <laughs> fucking die or some sort of weird shit happens, then no, I won't like the game. No, that's fair. I, it's <laughs> I, it's more of our Dark Souls 3 quick look kind of thing where you got pretty pissed off at how cheap the game can feel. And I, I will say there's less kind of cheap moments in Sekiro or Hero, but the game will wreck you harder than any of the previous Soul, um, from Soft Games would. Like, uh, this is. Mm -hmm. When this game kicks you in the nuts, it goes through your nuts into your spine, forces the spine out to the top of your head. Like, it kicks hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the... You are a bad kind of timing away from dying to anything in this game. 
Yes, it's not just the boss. Like it's normal enemies will inst will like combo kill you if you're not careful constantly. Mm. It's a good game. Like it's, I I think it is the most like and this is where it's kind of weird. Like I think this is the most accessible, approachable, user friendly kind of general video game player acceptable version of this formula to date. Like hell. There is a training area and a tutorial for this game. And, like, an actual tutorial, unlike every other fucking Dark Souls game. This game does not just immediately throw you to the wolves. Like, there is a person that you can practice all the new techniques and dodging and counters against, and it will not help you. But mm. it's there. Like, it's, and it's good. Like, it's, yeah, I, it's a really good game, I think. I, it's, it may actually be too hard for me. I just can't quite get the timing down for stuff, and when I lose it, I just can't get it back when I'm playing it. And it's like, yep, time to go play something else. But it's a real cool game. It looks really cool. Like that, it's neat that the game is like, yo, play this game in Japanese with subtitles. Just do it. It's a better game. Yeah. No, I I I like this one. Yeah. I like Sekiro. It looks legit. Yeah. I also like that the, the the grappling hook won't save you because enemies will fucking shoot the shit at you while you're mid-flight. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. At, at the same time, those boss fights where it's like, yo, grapple onto that dude's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a hell of a game. I, it's, I don't know if this is, like, the best or the worst um, kind of Soulsborne-esque game I've played of the other ones. I think I still like Bloodborne a little bit more just because Bloodborne's got stuff going on, but like, man, if you were a fan of Tenchu and you're looking for a new Tenchu, like, this game is that game. It feels unbelievably Tenchu at certain points. Like, just the stealth for it feels like it, it's a hell of a stealth game. It's a hell of a Soulsborne game. It's a hell of a it is a hell of a game, period, I think. It is just gonna be way too hard for a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe myself included in that grouping i've heard some people have been maybe i'm overhearing things or, or assuming but like i've heard that like some people have like been returning the game because it's too fucking hard i it's you heard shit about that too with like dark souls and bloodborne and i it's i i feel bad saying this but like this game of fate this game will occasionally feel cheap like it's with Bloodborne and Dark Souls, I think, like, it's the... Part of why Blood Drunk worked with it was, like, when you died, you kind of fucked up. You overexerted yourself, like, a jump scare got you or something. Like, was that a humorous playing up for our dumb drinking, drinking game? Yeah, but, like, it's the... If you just played that game well up until certain boss fights, like, it was the... Yeah, the game is hard and challenging, but, like, not necessarily unfair. This game can occasionally feel unfair, and I'm not sure it's actually a criticism. Even like it's, it's a game not for everyone. It was marketed as though it's like, hey, it's 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 samurai. Uh, if you were going into this game expecting like samurai, bloodborne, or dark or dark souls, you may not like this game. Like it's the this is the fastest of these games ever. Like this is the most kind of action game of the of the kind of series so far if you like it's we're talking about this because it's so it's so fast like it's the 
I thought Bloodborne was fast. Like, this game is so much faster. I, I, it feels on the speed levels of like Devil May Cry and like Bayonetta and shit, which are unbelievably fast games. Mm. But it's got the same like lethal brutality of a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne game, where like if you fuck up, you will die to anything. Well, that's that's typical Dark Souls formula, right there. Yeah. No, but but at the same time, unlike other those games, like if you jump off a cliff by accident, the game will put you back on the ledge. Like it's it's weirdly forgiving. Like you lose health, but it's not insta death. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you fall with not enough health, you will die. But like the game is weirdly like yeah, shit happens. People fall. It happens. We understand. Hmm. So I'm curious. I think I've always wanted to ask you about this. Do you think that the Dark Souls fad is kind of like the battle royale fad, if you will, because um, like you, you have like the camps who are all about like the Dark Souls games in the set. Do you feel they're reaching the level of like fad popularity that would like a battle royale, if you will? I would say no, because there's only really one person making. So the reason I keep on this as part of the Bloodborne kind of Dark Souls series is from software made to, uh, made Dark Souls, made Bloodborne, made Demon Souls, made Kingsfield, like. This is kind of what they do. Like, this is kind of a style of game they do, have been doing for decades now. And to say, like, it, like, to answer that question would be like, oh, it'd be like saying, oh, yeah, um, uh, Kojima only makes, like, Metal Gear Solid style stealth action games. Is that the new Battle Royale thing? Like, it's like, no, because he makes, like, the best of what he's going for, kind of thing. Like, it's the, the, the number of knockoffs or kind of imitations of from software's uh, kind of brutally difficult adventure games are few and far between. And most of them are bad. Like the um, the surge, which was the um, kind of like cyberpunk version of the game, had flaws. I liked it, but also like it didn't grip me in the same way. Like there, it you are definitely playing kind of a from software game when you play this. Like I, it's. I would argue the Battle Royale one is where it's like it's open real estate. Anyone who makes a shooter can make a Battle Royale. But like even the Zelda equivalent of this franchise, which was the um the Wind Waker one, it's it's super not the same, I guess. Like it's there's something just so iconic about exactly how these games play that like it's the if it's not from software, I'm very hesitant to even try them out. Because I know mm. from software is fucking good at these games. Like, saying that is kind of like, because Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter exist, are we still going through the fighting game phase? And maybe we were at one point, but Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat are so fucking different. Like, it's the, yeah, they're both just fighting games. Like, that's the comparison you're almost making. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's... I think that, like, um... From Souls brought back the idea of unbelievably difficult video games to the video game kind of dev space. They proved like, no, people can be into this shit. But like, it's it's one thing to make an unbelievably hard but unfair game. It's another to make a game that's like unbelievably hard but fair. And like, you you can turn the difficulty settings on Halo all the way up to like triple skull elite legendary status blah 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 and the game is fucking hard is it 
fair though i don't know like i i play halo on hard because i like the challenge but like i don't think stuff above hard feels that fair at that point i don't know i'm a fucking casual for saying that like it's the this game has one fucking difficulty setting and it's yeah. here's the game either you play it or you don't yeah i i don't know like it, it's also one of those ones where it's kind of the if you go back to like Dark Souls one where people are like oh this game is so fucking hard I want my money back like it's the in hindsight like was Dark Souls harder than all the other games out there at the time yeah was it like was it as hard as like Bloodborne or Dark Souls three was I don't know I think like it's the Dark Souls two is still undefendably the easiest of the franchise but also it's the was it hard or did you were we all just kind of fucking terrible at what that game was making us do because we're used to games that were like, follow this nav indicator. Don't get lost. Go down this hallway. Here's a map of the hallway with one door at the end. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's the, this one is more linear than all the previous Souls games have been, too. Like, it's the, there are levels. You go forward and you get massacred along the way kind of thing. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably belaboring this more than I want to. It's, it's it's a from software adventure game. It is brutal. It is great, but it is fucking brutal. Mm -hmm. And like more so than any of the previous ones, like understand how hard this game is. Like it's the oh the streamers are having an okay time at it. Like it's like yeah, a lot of the streamers have played through the previous from software games multiple times. Like I, it's there is a point in every from software game that I go fuck it, I'm out. Sometimes it's the end, sometimes it's somewhere in the middle of the game kind of thing, sometimes it's early on. Varies from game to game. Like, I still have not finished Dark Souls 3, I don't think. I got real close to the end, but also kind of having to was like, fuck it, I'm out. I want to do other stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I may try it at some point. I, you I should! I, er, I, anyone who's, quote, a hardcore gamer should try this game. Like if if you like action adventure games, you should definitely check out this game. Like this, it, there's something undeniably cool about this game, and the highs are real high. The issue is you have to get to those highs, and like I, in the most like get good mentality, like some of you will not make it. This game will be too hard for a lot of people out there. Mm. Yeah, it's. In the same way that I know I will never kind of master long combo chains in fighting games, I know deep down I will never finish this game. <laughs> like I'm not at my tap out point yet, but like I am never going to finish this game. I, I, I know that already. I am like one real shitty boss fight away from just going like, fuck it, I'm out. And I know that about myself. There are other games out there I'd rather be playing. Like, it's the, that game came out, I left town for a week, and I came back and I played Anthem in the Division. Like, it's the, the games I was playing while I was on the road are the games I wanted to play when I came back. It's like, oh, you should play more Sekiro. Yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. I'll get back to it, but, like, not this weekend. I'm in too good a mood. Like, I, I don't want to do that to myself just yet. Maybe, like, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Division 2 is fun. Yeah. I would say play more of that and less Anthem. Well, <laughs> I would go the opposite direction, actually. Oh, yeah, you like the jetpacks and the fun. I, the more I play of Anthem lately, the more I'm like, I don't think I like the Division as much as I thought I did. I, it's, I'm finding that game real boring all of a sudden. 
there's some really interesting shit I've been reading about Anthem, and and, and I'll have to show it to you at some point because it's too it's too much to go over. And about Anthem or the today. Division? About the Anthem. Huh. This weird thing on like how they're how like the the loot stuff is set up and whatnot. Oh yeah, no, the, it's this the, crazy theory. The game is kind of fundamentally broken, and like that AI. You're talking about the AI thing. Yeah, the AI loot thing. Yeah, I, it's. I believe it. It's it purely comes down to. I think I've played enough of the missions in the division where they're starting to blur together, and like there are ones that stand out. Like the Natural History Museum mission stands out as the best fucking mission of that game so far, but that was like ten hours of gameplay ago, and I haven't done anything I thought was that cool since. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's the. I still enjoy the game. I will probably put more time to. I will. I will finish the division two. I know that for a fact. Like it's the. I, I will finish that game. That game will not beat me the same way Sekiro will ultimately. Yeah. I don't know if I'll play the end game the way I'm playing Anthem's end game. Like it's the. Like I said multiple times, I'm not saying Anthem's a good game. I just enjoy it more. I like the kind of second to second gameplay more than than divisions, which like is weird because. The game has a myriad of technical issues, but at the same time, the two, like, it's the, I'm only hitting a bunch of technical issues in the last, like, three days? Like, I have had more technical issues in the last, like, three days than I have had in all of my time prior to this point with Anthem, which sucks. But again, like, it, maybe my luck finally ran out, but it's the, I had this problem happen. Not saying you didn't. Didn't have that happen to me, though. On numerous occasions. Mm. Yeah. So what have you been up to, man? Yeah, I haven't went to, I haven't been doing a lot this week. Like, it's, it's, uh... Just divisioning about? Actually, no, WoW. Um, we, I've been doing a little bit of WoW in-game more and more. I mean, you know I do raiding. Yes. Uh, two day, two days a week. And so I'm actually in for the boss fights, because I'm not playing an Enhancement Shaman this tier, which is nice. Um... But yeah, we got uh we got Stormwall down, which is the second to last boss of the current raid tier. So, uh, we're working on the last mythic boss, which is Jaina. So I'm looking forward to that. Jaina Proudmore. Um, yes, she's the last boss in the current raid. How is she a raid boss? She's a raid boss. Like, are you raiding the fish people village? And by fish mm-hmm. people, I mean the portly sailor folk. No, so the raid technically takes place in our capital. You go into an instance, and it's basically the Alliance have invaded the troll capital that we're at. Gotcha. And so, yeah, it's a replica of the actual raid we're in. so Or the actual town that we're in. But So you're not actually in the town when the raid's happening, but you're in an instance version of it. So, um, but yeah, it's actually, this raid tier has been a lot better than the previous raid tier, I have to say. There are still some bosses that hurt my soul to do, like Mechatork. The gnome king, if you will. Why does that hurt your soul? The gnome, kill it with fire. No, that boss fight is because he's in a giant fucking mech suit. Because the gnome. Yeah, <laughs> which is why you kill it with fire. It's a gnome. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty fun fight though. Um, yeah, so we're I'm just working my way through that right now. So trying to get done with uh the wild raids here. I actually streamed last no Friday night. I hadn't in a long time, and I streamed finally, and I remember how much I kind of miss it. It was pretty, pretty cool. So, um, 
probably do do it more often now. I want to try to set a schedule. Uh, and with my birthday coming up, I do want to definitely stream on my birthday. So yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, more Division Two, more WoW. That's pretty much been the bulk of my game right now. I'm still working my way through the division. I'm still having fun playing it. What level and are I'm you also, at? Uh, I think I'm like at 19 now. Okay, you might be higher than I am at this point. Yeah, I've been working my way up pretty, pretty quickly. But um, I'm only doing the main storylines because the the uh, as it turns out the the side quests do scale with your level. So once you reach the minimum level, as you keep leveling up for those side quests, the level goes up to match your current level. Sure. That's what I realized on that. So I'm saving all the side quests for later. Why? If they match your level, they always match your level. No, because later at higher levels, the experience gets less and less. So you save no, side quests when you get higher up. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I just kind of play the stuff. Yeah. There are I mean, the main so many right side now, quests. Yeah. The and the that's not true. Right there now, are side quests that are too high level when you get them. Yeah, they're too high level when you get them. But when you get to that level... Then they just keep fluctuating, go higher yeah. up. Like if you get a quest that's level fifteen, you're only twelve. It's no, gonna stay fair. fifteen, but once you go sixteen, it'll be sixteen. Are you dark zoning a bunch? No, haven't dark zoned at all, actually. So I'll probably do that once I hit zone. higher level. I, you? It's, you're better off at lower level, actually. Really? It's easier. The scaling. Yeah. Ah. I've been I've been watching some crazy builds that people have been running. Yeah. For that now. And so that looks pretty fucking sick. Like I, I want casuals dark zone as terrible as that sounds. Where it's like, if it looks like you know what you're doing, you don't get to go in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do have queued up PvP though. Yeah, that's so. different. I, it's that's still not how people play dark zone though. Like it's dark zone is world PvP. You you can't dictate the rules on a on a world PvP setup. No, but at the same time though, too, I want dark zone to be I. I don't think you should be allowed to have instances of people that are in groups and not in groups in the same dark zone. Okay, that I that I will agree with. Like but, if I enter a dark zone where I'm solo, everyone else in there should be solo. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think that's a fair trade off. Yeah, because that's where I get pissed off with dark zone, where it's like if it's one person kills me, I'm fine. It's when like a group of two is just roving, where it's like I it's the I don't stand a chance of how this game is structured. Like maybe I could pull this off, but like it's the oh just get good. I'm like, no, this game is not a skill based game. It is a numbers based game, and I can't put as many bullets in the air as someone that's playing with a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um other than that, like it's been uh, pretty cool. I haven't really done too much out. I went to go see us. Uh how was that? Time. I really liked it. It's def you know what you know what it is? Like if you go in there expecting a jumpy horror movie, you're not gonna get that. So I actually might like that then because I hate jumpy horror movies. It's it, it has a few elements of jumpy, but it's not oh, sure. dependent but, yeah. on it. Like there is some like there is some sick fucking acting in that like that movie what's her name? Uh I can't remember her name, but she's the main actress on there. She's so good in that movie. She is ridiculous. Ridiculously good. And, like, the whole cast is pretty solid. Elizabeth Moss's character is really fucking trippy, too. I like her. Um, but, yeah, that whole movie overall was great. And it takes a really weird twist. Like, okay, so if I had to compare it, 
if you go into it thinking it's going to be a jumpy horror movie, it's not that. It's very much a more psychological suspense based kind of horror movie, mm. but it also has a like a Twilight Zone feel. That so I, I've got the impression it's very much kind of like I think they had uh, Jordan Peele to get out there and be like, yeah, it actually is a horror movie. It's not. It's not something else. It's. It looks cool. Well, I mean, it has elements of a horror movie, but I don't. Sure. I mean, so does it, Twilight it, Zone, it though. Yeah. So, like, it's very, it, it, it gives you, it very much gives that feel of Twilight Zone, I will say. Like, but it's really good. So, I, I mean, I would recommend it. I would definitely say go and check it out, go watch it. Um, I don't know if I'd watch it again, just because, like, since you know, like, it's, it's one of those movies that, like, if you know, like, have you ever seen Lucky Number Slevin? Yeah. Okay. So, like, once you know, you know, the ending, it does change a few things for you. Sure. I feel like, and so since you know how the movie goes in a way, like, okay, I mean, I would, I would watch it again, like at home with friends, but I don't know if I'd go watch it at the theater again. Maybe if that's a weird way to put it. No, I, I it totally get that. Good. It's, it's a movie that once you get the, the the twist or the kind of, once the ride is over, it's like it's the there's no reason to take the ride again. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It just means it's yeah. it's we're all written for the first time experience, like yeah. for sure. You know, it's not like I'm watching Wet Hot American Summer and you're watching the same, you know, goofy yeah. every time. <laughs> Which is another movie I recently watched this past weekend. Have you watched the Netflix TV show they made off of it? No, I didn't know there was a Netflix There's TV like show. There's like two seasons of it where it's like the same actors, but like 40 years later playing the exact same character. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. It's okay. It's better than it should be. Yeah. But it's it's uh the movie itself though was definitely good. I super recommend it. Cool. I think you and Jen would really enjoy it. I will probably watch it when it comes out on DVD, the same way I watched um Get Out on DVD. Yeah. No Get one in a movie theater too. wants to hear me scream like a girl. Sorry, not girl, <laughs> a high pitched kind of sound. Yeah. Well, like I said though, it's it's not like a oh it's gonna be a jump scare. Oh, this is, you know, you just know it's coming. Jump scare. No, it's... I hate jump scare movies. I, it, there's no one It's like, I don't like things come like, no, they're not scary. They're like, haha, we got you. And I'm like, yeah, because what you did was surprising. That's horror. No, it's not horror. I've been in places that are horror-esque. Like, there's no psychological aspect of this, except I don't want a thing to jump out at me and be like, haha, we got you again. Yeah, no, this does not have that. This is definitely more in the long lines of, like, you almost, like, ex- like, it actually does a really good job because you expect, like, oh, shit, there's going to be a jump scare, but it's not. Like, sure. It's, it, it teases you in that sense, but it's not. But it's no, also sure. just, like, super unexpected stuff. Like, it's it's really good. So I, I would definitely recommend this. Did you see Get Out as well? Yes, I did. How did the two compare? Um, so, okay, Get Out is very much like a, oh, that's pretty trippy. That's kind of, like, out there as far as that sure. goes but it's like it's kind of presented in a weird soft way where it's almost like psychotically cute sure this one is very rough and rigid it's like almost creepy to watch like you almost feel like you cringe up a little bit and sure. you're like kind of freaked out like it it it, it definitely bothers you it's at uncomfortable to watch yes it's uncomfortable to watch and, and I think that part of that goes with like how good some of the acting is yeah. in this no, movie. I've, I've heard nothing but good things. I've 
I, I was more asking for me, like, is like Get Out won an Oscar kind of thing for its screenplay. Ultimately, like, is it as good? I don't know if it's as good. Like, okay. so the story is a little bit like you, we'll we'll talk about the story at some point. It's different because I don't want to give. It's not. It's, it's, it's not direct comparison. Is what you're getting at? Like, it's the yeah. You, the the stories are very different. Like, Get Out is very beautifully written, um, and the acting doesn't necessarily carry the writing on that movie. Sure. In this one here, the acting is so good. Sure. That like I think it like there are a few things in the story that are a little bit meh, but the acting definitely carries it well. Like like I wouldn't be surprised if um I don't know, do they even nominate horror movies for like Oscars or typically no, but Get Out got nominated for a bunch because it was so good. Like I, I you're expecting kind of a repeat system of this uh, for that for this almost. Maybe, but not so much because of the movie itself. Because but the um, acting, some of the acting on that is sure. really fucking good. Like, uh, and I was, I was reading an analysis on it actually. There's one that really stood out to me, and it's um, the main character. She has this really good ability to act with her eyes as well. Like, she really like there's like eye twitches and movements and certain things sure. she really captures that most actors don't do. Like, most people are doing their role, they're doing the lines, sure, but like there's there's a certain amount of like eye acting and if you will there's another actor who does this really well and it's jake gyllenhaal who like has this really good way of leading you around and acting with his eyes mm -hmm. and she has that she has that same very strong visual acting they act with her really... whole body not just parts of it yes yes and so like yeah winston duke is also good he plays the dad in that kids are good too like they're not over the top or it's not mm. cheesy in any way like it, it it like every everything in that film complements itself really well sure and 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 jordan peele has a really good way of framing certain things when it comes to film like to think the same dude who came up with the slap ass skit on jordan and peele or or key and peele is the same dude who made these movies is just also trippy yeah so um, I think part of the big hype with Get Out too was like you had Jordan Peele, and it's that like freshness effect of like a comedian is making horror films. Yeah. What? So now people are going to be a little bit more critical about this one because they're like, "Well, he's good at this. Like, this is what he does." Based off, of yeah, I've heard some comparisons to like it's the we're witness. It's like it's we are possibly witnessing the birth of the next Hitchcock kind of thing. Where it's the like, yes, in twenty years we'll be talking about the horror movies of Jordan of. It's Jordan Peele, right? I'm not getting the names wrong. Yeah, yeah Jordan Peele's. Yeah, like it's the it's the like he will be of that kind of caliber. Of like, no, this guy is fucking good at horror movies, and like, there's a style and feel to his horror movies. Like, it, it won't be just like, okay, which was better, Us versus Get Out. It's the which of the myriad collection of this guy's work do you prefer the most? Because they're all exemplary, but certain ones are stand out to certain people. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I. 100% agree with you on that. He He's very much leading up himself to be like the next yeah. Hitchcock-esque character. Because Hitchcock didn't do jump scares. He did suspense. Yeah, and that's why I like Hitchcock. It's the, that's the thing I always go to where it's like, it's not like horror movies. Like, no, I like Hitchcock movies because like they're creepy and uncomfortable. And like, yeah, they have jump scares, but like that's not the point of the movies. The movies like are psychological. Mm-hmm. They're not, relying on, they're not relying on cheap kind of horror thrills where it's like, ha-ha, we attacked you from the screen. Ha-ha. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely aspects of this movie where there's like blood and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but not it's like... It's still a horror movie. 
<clears throat> yes. But it's just, it's so, like, yeah. I just, you have to, like you said, we'll have to talk about it after you watch it. No. Um, if you choose to watch it in theaters, I would suggest you do, honestly. Like, give yourself the chance to go watch it in theaters, but nope. if you want to wait till the DVD comes out, yep. that's fine. <clears throat> but definitely a good film. I definitely enjoyed it. It definitely leaves you hit, scratching your head. A little bit trippy out there, but again, like I said, he's definitely... The best horror movies do with some frequency. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, it's interesting to have this transition of, like, Jordan Peele going into horror, even though he, like, he has his comedy background. It reminds me of, like, Peter Jackson, in a way. Yeah. Where, like, Peter Jackson's known for making these crazy blockbuster movies, like King Kong and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And you go back in his early work, and he made a really campy, over-the-top, bloody zombie movie. Yeah. You know about this one, right? Yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Dead Alive? Yeah. Or Brain Dead? Yeah. This is the same guy who directed fucking Lord of the Rings. Oh, and like he, to make it even weirder, he's also the guy that went back and like is going through and recoloring a bunch of World War One and World War Two footage. Yeah. Like color restoring it because fuck it, I got tons of money. Do it. Yeah. So Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it, it it's a good movie. So had fun watching that. Um and that's that's that was pretty much my week. I didn't really do to anything else that was fun and see yeah so good times yeah. uh should we jump into the video video game news yeah then, I guess? video game news all right uh so the big news this week we're gonna start off with because i want to talk about it first borderlands 3 is officially real okay first of all the soundtrack for that fucking trailer was phenomenal Oh, I was kind of underwhelmed by it. Which really? one? Because there's two trailers. The one with the song. There's an artist by the name of Grizz. It's the one they did the official announced trailer. Which one? Because there's two of them. The like black and white one. No, this is like a full colored one that shows okay, you all yeah. the cast. So I, I was kind of under. I remember this is the game that had the, the previous one was more. It's. It looks like they're returning to kind of the Borderlands 1 level of weirdness, which I appreciate because, man, Borderlands 2 was memefied, but this is also the franchise that, like, in their trailer was like, we got more wub-wub than anyone else. And I will forever associate Borderlands with wub-wub now, courtesy of that. Fair or not fair, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, I... I, It was fine, I just wasn't blown away by it, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, it... It's a good trailer. It shows off. It and maybe this will be different. Like I played so so goddamn much of Borderlands Two that like I see a Borderlands Two trailer. I'm like, yup, that looks like more Borderlands. When does it come out? I don't care what's in this trailer. Really, you have confirmed <laughs> the thing I want is coming out. Give me really said, isn't this trailer great? Yeah, it's got that gun that runs in it. That was cute, I guess. But all this stuff don't fucking care. When does it come out? Hmm. I don't want to know anything about this game because unlike a lot of y'all, I played the pre-sequel. And I am not sure if I like Borderlands after that. And yes, that wasn't <laughs> Gearbox. That was like 2K Australia. But the fact that the best Borderlands game in recent memory is a fucking Telltale game and you have a character from that Telltale game in your trailer is a big fucking deal to me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I yeah. I like the trailer a lot. Yeah, it's uh, the fact that we appear to have like a melee version of a um like a, a butched out melee version of the siren is I think a cool twist. Like the tall robot dude in the trench coat, I'm looking at it going like that's the character I'm probably gonna play. <laughs> it's a tall robot dude in a trench coat. I'm probably gonna play that. That's fucking great. Yeah, why? <laughs> Like, I just know the giant robot guy, like, it just reminds me of, like, I feel, well, I mean, they've already been developing, but it's an interesting coincidence that there's a giant robot in this game that you can play as, and there's a giant robot in Apex Legends, but that's just me making weird connections in my head on this one. The robot in Apex Legends isn't wearing, like, a silent, uh, a, a silent Bob-style coat. That's true. He does look like a crazy killer robot version of Silent Yeah, Bob. and that's what I dig about him. I guess he's, like, a hunter or something. He's got pets. Like, I don't think he's the guy that summons the Titan, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, yeah, I want to play that Titan class, too. Mm-hmm. Because it looks like the soldier this time summons a fucking Titan that you can get on the back of and have a turret gun. I, it's Like I said, I, I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't care that it was announced. It's just like, if you just said, like, hey, tomorrow Borderlands 3, I'd be just as ex- I'd be more excited than the trailer for this made me. Like, it's the... There's no going to the show that makes me happy unless you're like, yo, Claptrap's not in the game. And I'd be like, fuck yeah! We fucking kill Claptrap the first 10 seconds of the game. Cool! Why do you hate Claptrap? I think Claptrap was overused. I Claptrap in Borderlands 1, fun, annoying sidekick character. Clap, and then they gave him his own DLC of the Robot Revolution, which was a funny thing, but like, Gave you a little bit too much claptrap. Claptrap two, a claptrap in Borderlands two has a little more personality, like, but it's also like he is the epicenter of some of that game's fucking meme ass bullshit that I hated. Like him and Tiny Tina, if you said like they're not in Borderlands three, I'd be like, ah, they made this game infinitely better potentially. <laughs> what do you right. have against Tiny Tina? I hate that character. Ah. Uh. I like Ashley Burke from, like, Hey, Ash, What You Playing? Tiny Tina, I fucking hate. Tiny, I, there are chunks of that game I don't want to play again because of how much Tiny Tina is in them. I'm surprised you don't hate Mad Moxie, because she's it's way more recognition than Tiny Tina does. I don't... She, she doesn't really do anything. Except, like, just spout nonsense whenever she talks. <laughs> I found the voice aggravating for Tina. I found like the lines they gave her, like "crumpets be crunk" is one of her big quoted phrases, and I hate that. <laughs> Crumpets be crunk. Did you not play Borderlands Two? There's a shit ton of Tiny Tina in there. Like it's, it's. I don't su- think I got that far. Okay. Yeah, like she is in there to an obnoxious degree. Like Moxie is a fleshed out kind of acceptable character. Like fuck. The best DLC for Borderlands 2 has problems in my book because of Tiny it relies on Tiny Tina some. Like it in some ways it justifies Tiny Tina being there some at like it's got a good arc. It, it fixes Tiny Tina some, but like the stuff I hate in the best DLC for that franchise is because Tiny Tina's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's she is no Mr. Torg. Like, <sighs> both characters are so obnoxiously id-ass characters, but, like, Mr. Torg is endearing, and Tiny Tina is just, like, a five-year-old given eight 
pounds of sugar to eat with a spoon and let loose in a grocery store. Just spouting subscribe to PewDiePie every 10 seconds. Like, that's, that is what that character is in my book. It's like fucking 4chan the character. 4chan the character? <laughs> but she's know, back looking... in... So oh, go ahead. She's back in Borderlands 3, though. She's in the trailer. Yep, from what I saw. Yep, she's there. Uh, so did you watch the reveal stream for it with the incredibly cringy magic? Uh, no, I did not actually. It's kind of worth checking like, out. It's quite bad. Is it like Sony E3 a couple years ago? Oh, no. Bad? So uh, Randy Pitchford, the guy who owns Gearbox, is a hardcore magic enthusiast. Oh. And, like, the, the lead-up to the trailer reveal is him fucking doing, like, a card trick on stage, and you want him to die. Mm. Like, just fucking play the trailer already. Just do it! Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. overall, though, I'm glad you're excited about Borderlands. I, three, I was wondering what your opinion was going to be going into this. It's Borderlands. Like, it's the... I looked at the pre-sequel and was like, that game is bad. And I still fucking played it. Mm. I, I, it's like the villains look okay for this. The two people like walking around in trench coats with all the studs on them. They look to be kind of cool. I, it's they showed all of the characters I love and hate that that I want in the franchise. Where it's like, yeah, they're all back. Cool. It appears to be incorporating Tales from the Borderlands story arc into it too, which I think is a really smart move on their part because I think Tales from the Borderland two. Or Tales from the Borderland is one of the best, if not the best, Borderlands games to date because it fucking fixes all of that franchise's bullshit story stuff. I I don't know. It's I'm really excited for this game because it's Borderlands. Like it's the it's an official numbered sequel. It's Borderlands. I'm happy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. How did you not get to the Tiny Tina stuff in Borderlands Two? I didn't play that part. Did you play more than an hour? Yeah, but I don't... Okay, no, I did see her, but it was brief. It wasn't that much stuff. Okay. She's in pretty pretty early in the end game, or pretty early in the game, too. Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to picture back, yeah, I, I did get far enough where I did see her for a few times. She's in this place you meet Mordecai, yeah. It's not like it's, yeah. She's really early on in that game. Yeah. No, I because I, I was so used to recreating characters super early on. Uh, that I just randomly remember the opening part more than anything else. Sure. Saving Claptrap from sort of an ice prison bullshit thing in the very beginning. Yeah. I appreciate them not having Claptrap dab in this trailer. <laughs> he was breakdancing, though. That's better than Claptrap dabbing. <laughs> don't worry. When, when, I'm, when I'm back uh, visiting in LA, I'll dab for you. I don't need you to dab for me. I, it's... <laughs> I'll wear a claptrap mask and I'll dab for you. <laughs> there was a point in time where I liked claptrap and his like screechy antics. As I've gotten older, I am less and less interested in claptrap. Where it's like, nah, I kind of regret having these two claptrap statues. Why? Claptrap sucks. Don't worry. I will become the dab trap. The dab. So, so here's the thing. That's a thing claptrap would say. Dab trap. Yeah. He- <laughs> that is a thing Claptrap would say. That, that that's the problem. Like it's the Claptrap is all of your badass, if not bad, 
Not badass as in good, badass as in, like, bad physical ass left on the side of the road to go fetrid and putrid the character. Hmm. And I know I have to clarify, because you would find a way to twist my words against me. Dab trap. Yeah, no, that, that is the writing of Borderlands 2. Like, someone would be like, yo, fucking say the word dab trap, and then giant letters on a board, dab trap! <laughs> and then fireworks go off, Yeah, you see uh, Claptrap dabbing left and right. Oh, this is good. Borderlands yeah. 3, get on it. That's what fucking dab trap is. Like, that, that, that's, that is what the, my, as much as I love Borderlands 2, I think it's the game I still have played the most of to date in some ways. Like, for how long I played, like, the percentage is stupid high. Like, a bunch of that game is someone wrote the words, like, fucking dab trap, or, like, psycho foul mouth five-year-old on a whiteboard, and they're all like, oh, shit, and then burn the building down. I'm like, we're not doing better than that. What if we make Claptrap dab all the time? <laughs> or like a circuit breaks in him and he can only dab yeah, like, that as is he the, talks to you. That is the bullshit that I hated in Borderlands 2 in hindsight, where I'm like, nah, this meme-ass bullshit that was very of the time does not age well because memes don't necessarily age well. You know what? No, this is going to work. Uh, Gearbox, if you're listening, we're ready to work on the DLC. Oh, no, dab trap is like... I wish I wasn't convinced of this, but, like, I am almost confident enough to, like, bet money that Dab Trap, maybe not in name, but Clap Trap Dabs somewhere in Borderlands 3. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I, I'm almost 100% sure that happens, and, like, I don't think Gearbox's writing staff is above having Clap Trap go, like, from now on, I'm known as Dab Trap. Yeah, I like it. Um... We're ready to write the new DLC. No, the Dab Trap not. DLC. Yes, we are. Dab Trap's Robot a... Revolution. Yeah, Dab Trap's Robot Revolution. I hate Dab the Trap. fact that you don't know that uh, Clap Trap's Robot Revolution was an actual DLC for the first one. <laughs> Dab Trap's Dance Dance Revolution. I would play that. Fuck it. Why not? Just violent <laughs> arm gestures. <laughs> fighting style. You like beat people in the face with your dabbing maneuvers. I like how this is going. I don't. You gotta but... stand on... This, this is great. This can only get better. Uh, I hate that. I have to figure out how you spell dab trap. If you capitalize and put a space between the dab and the trap part, or not for our title this week. That's totally gonna be the title. Fucking dab trap. Our producer just yelled at me to stop saying dab trap. <laughs> Alright, so yes, Borderlands 3 is officially revealed. Um... There's a real weird schism going on right now with that thing. I Have you caught the YouTuber bullshit controversy of them, like, getting mad at companies like IGN for, like, having, like, weird things? Like, yo, there should be character customization in this one. Uh, in, in, which, in which one now? In no. Borderlands 3. So uh, I stumbled across a meaty vein of, like, a bunch of YouTubers being, like, Polygon, clickbait here, like, Polygon thinks Borderlands looks bad. And I'm like, ah, I read Polygon's article, and I don't agree with it, but they raise some good points where it's like, yeah, this trailer doesn't really show much. And what it does is just more Borderlands, which if you're into that, that's cool. But at the same time, if I could do more character customization in this one, I'd be interested in that. Then you got some guy who's making a 10-minute video about how it's like, have you not played the previous Borderland games? Like, 
with no character customization. I'm like, there was some, but like you're right, there was lore around them. But like the point of the game is the character lore. I'm like, you can still do that with more character customization. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily remove anything from it. Yeah, like the previous ones were colors and hats, basically. I, I wouldn't object to a little more character customization. Yeah, Tad, I'd be okay with it. Emotes. I want emotes so I can fucking dab as hard as I can. No, no, oh, I don't. Oh my god. Yes, you do. And you, you know what they have to do is if you get the dab trap emote, you dab and then claptrap dabs in front of you back. Like, it's an interactive emote. Oh. It summons a Fuck, hologram yes. or something? Oh, yes! I, I, and the fireworks going off in the back. We'll have the Alex step. pack of all the annoying ones, the Charlie ones, be shaking my head at everything. Yeah. I agree, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's Borderlands. I think Jen's legit mad at me for saying a certain word too many times. <laughs> uh, what next? Uh, that, that really is the biggest news this week. It's a week of slow news. Ah, uh, Gwent is finally coming to phones. I thought Gwent was already on phones, but apparently it's not. I thought Gwent was dead, so... Uh, Gwent is still very much alive. Huh. I like is Gwent. It, is... Do you? Okay. I, I, I remember you talked about it a long time ago. I I like Gwent more than I like Witcher 3. <laughs> I've heard... I think I've heard you say that before. I definitely... I, I like Witcher 3. I think that the internet takes that thing a little too sacredly. Like, it's... I think the combat in Witcher 3 is pretty fucking bad, and people don't like you saying that, so as a result, I've taken the hard stance of I like Gwent more than I like Witcher 3. Because <laughs> I like the gameplay of Gwent a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, give me what I want, which is Gwent on a phone, so I can play it more. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That'd be fun to play, I guess. Yeah, not much more on that. It's, it's Gwent on a phone as an app. Uh, we should have covered this when we were talking about Borderlands 3. Uh, Borderlands 1 is getting a modern console and PC uh, rework game of the year HD collection thing and ultra whatever you want to call it. I, it's, the PC version of that game still looks fucking great, so I don't know why you would release this on PC unless you're like losing as free DLC for the existing PLT PC owners, but thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the definitive edition of Borderlands One. I kind of think it should be the definitive edition of Borderlands One and Two, but yeah, comes out April third. Eh, don't care for any remasters right now. When yeah, I can just literally load up the other one if I want to. Yeah, at the same time, I'm definitely like, huh, I don't own this version of Borderlands. Oh no, sorry, I didn't get this in the article. If you already own Borderlands on PC, it will upgrade it for automatically for this. So, get that cheap Borderlands, I guess. Oh, if you already have it, they're updating yeah. it? Okay. That's, this changes things. Yeah. Changes things in a good way. I like this change. Okay. Yeah. Respect. If you, if you own the Handsome Jack collection already, or the, the Handsome collection, if you will, this will come to that as well, which is cool. Yeah. That's, this is better news than I thought. My bad. I should have read more thoroughly. Hmm. Respect. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Borderlands. Thank you, Base Gearbox. Yep. What next? Um, if you have Twitch Prime still, 
Nintendo is giving you a one-year subscription to Nintendo Switch's online services. Uh, that's actually kind of cool. I mean, it's ten dollars a year, right? Like, uh, it's like twelve. I think someone, I, something pointed out that I read that basically was like, yeah. So this is cool, but also like one month of Twitch Prime costs more or less most of what it costs to buy a year of um Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Online. So it's like, eh. Yeah, I mean, cool, I guess, yeah. but yeah, that's it's interesting they'd offer that. Now, make it interesting if they offer a full year of PSN or some sort. Like, yes, that that I'd be more interested in. So yeah, like for reference, uh, Amazon Prime costs twelve ninety nine a month. This costs nineteen ninety nine a year for the online service. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I know it sounds cool on paper, but it's actually not that big a giveaway. Nothing bad by that necessarily, though. It does not mean me. To, that's not me trying to downplay it. What next? Um, want to talk about Bethesda quickly? Sure. Bethesda has gotten out there and announced that Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield will not be at E3 2019. Prompting the question, what the fuck is going to be at Bethesda's show at E3 2019? Uh, Bethesda, you said? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, like, Doom? Uh, more Fallout 76. We're sorry. I really hope so. Oh, I'd love to watch that crash and burn. Just a full Andrew WK concert this year. Yeah, more of a, we're sorry. We have a release date for Rage 2 yet? Uh, I think they do. They could also reveal the next Wolfenstein game. They have, uh, a release date for that new Wolfenstein game came out this week that's like, a side story about uh, B.J. Blazkowicz's daughters, like that's got co-op in it. That came out. It looks good. Uh, it's it's more Wolfenstein of that modern stuff, which I am digging. Like, I think you could definitely show off new bomb. Ah, that just came out though too. I don't know. That could be a big show for that. But mm-hmm. two things you want from Bethesda are not going to be there. There's not going to be a lot at this E3. I've I... heard some companies have even pulled out this year. Sony definitely has. We've talked about that. Yeah, like, who's gonna be there? <laughs> um, Stadia. Well, I mean, like big companies, though. Like, are, are you implying anyone at E3 prior is bigger than Google with that sentence? Well, let's be facing. Google's not a game company. They are a fucking tech company. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. That's like, like that's like me saying, oh well. You know, Samsung and all these other companies have pulled out of fucking CES this year. Oh, well, Sony's going to, like, well, sorry, not Sony. Xbox is going to be there. Well, what other fucking big company is bigger than, so you know, so-and-so? It's, it's the same concept. If, if we were comparing it like that, CES equivalent. I, no. I think you're just mad I got you on that one. I don't know. I, it makes sense for Stadia to be there. I Stadia should be there, yeah. Should but be. It, Google's not a game company. Yeah. I want other bullshit tech CEO uh, what's what you call it? Like live stream where it's them being like, look, the numbers are bigger. Clap. Teraflop. Another jargon ass words. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It could be a real boring and by proxy interesting E3 this year. I know it's confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be this year. Oh, yeah. That's, that's going to be there. Yeah. That's probably going to carry E3 this year. To be I, honest. It, I haven't heard anything good. Yeah, I don't know. There could be some other stuff. I I think Sony could show off. Like, we still don't have a release date yet for Last of Us 2 or that, like, Ghosts of Tunisia game they showed off. I think 
I, for one, am super excited for the Devolver Digital E3 press conference this year. Are they actually going to be at E3 this year and not like a parking lot nearby? No, it's Devolver Digital. Oh, of course. So a parking lot nearby. Did you not? Have you not watched their press conference the last two years? No, wait. Uh, the fake press conference that ended in the CEO's murder? Yes, I remember that one. They both have. Okay, were they at actual E3, though, or were they in the it parking lot? It was shown lot as part of E3. They're always in the parking lot. They've never been actually at E3. Okay, but the press conferences are shown. Okay. Their press conferences are a pre-recorded mind. skit thing. Like I, it's, They announced Metal Wolf Chaos last year, and the release date was, when it's ready, deal with it. <laughs> like, you may have also missed that they were like, yeah, so um, every project we uh, they tweeted out, like, every project we have right now is on delay. Because every dev is playing Sekiro right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I if I could hang out with the Devolver Digital Twitter, I would. <laughs> That's a informed Twitter, if you will. I, I also really involved in, enjoy Devolver Digital. Like they're bringing us Metal Wolf Chaos again. Like a game that should not get a second release. Devolver Digital is like, nah, we're putting time and effort into this. <laughs> HD Metal Wolf Chaos. Why? Because fuck you. That's why. Oh no, I, I'm at a point where I am most excited about uh, fucking Devolver Digital's uh, press conference this year because I don't know what everyone else has going on. And this year has given Devolver Digital so much stuff to make fun of. Especially because at the end of last year's Devolver Digital press conference, they robocopped their um, CEO. So I don't know where that's going to go. There's a continuous lore to the press conferences they respect with a great deal of weirdness. I, I'm hoping for a second year of the Devolver Digital Coin, a totally valueless plastic disc that is randomly assigned a um, value at purchase. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, what? That guy? He's a survivor. Okay, yeah, of course he's a survivor. Yeah. Huh? No, never mind. I, I was reading out something. I okay. thought we would move on. Oh, no, we're, we're on to the next one, yes. Uh, as Alex kind of accidentally alluded to, uh, alluded to Evil, um, Evil Dead's Ash is coming to Dead by Daylight as a survivor, even being Bruce by, even being voiced by Bruce Campbell. That is kind of nifty. Yeah, I will say it's uh, um, Ash versus Evil Dead. He's got the neck of hand thing. I, it's, I'm not sure. Can he to... use his? Can he use his hand against the bad guys? I don't know. Not fight. a lot of details exist about this yet. Uh, it's, it would be cool if this was an offensive um, survivor. Yeah, because all the all these survivors are not offensive, from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, you can knock shit over as far as like create barriers. But yeah, it's it. still running and hiding for the most part. Yeah, like a truly semi-offensive character would be kind of cool. Yeah, like if he's a distractor, like a tank in a fight, like I don't come know, out there and distract. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That much-rumored Genesis mini-console um, thing will be coming out September 19th, if you still care about that. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm glad you added the line, if you still care about it, because I sure as shit don't. Yeah, it kind of feels like this thing has missed its window of when we liked mini-consoles. It's coming with 40 games, including Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Gunstars Heroes, and Castlevania Bloodlines. Uh, it's Yeah, it, it is a mini-console that you can choose to buy or not. If it doesn't have Kid Chameleon, get out of here. Um, it's got uh, Echo the Dolphin. I don't care about Echo the Dolphin. Fuck Echo the Dolphin. Give me Kid Chameleon. 
that was a fucking good Genesis game. That's fair. There's also that weird fighting game with the animals in it. Now I have to look it up because I'm curious. Primal Fury? No, no. This was before Primal Fury. Altered Beast? Oh, not that either. It was the big, like, Godzilla vs. T-Rex game, right? No, no, no. It was something else. I have to look for it and see, but, like, there is one where, like, it was a weird fighting game. But it wasn't, like, because that was PlayStation with Primal Fury. They didn't have one for Genesis. Uh, I'm I'm so intrigued now because they always have like, actually I think you're right. I think it is Altered Beast. No, is it? Oh well, I can't. I, I no, have Altered to look Beast it up. is a side scroller. I'm just throwing yeah, that name through the list. Um, yeah, it looks like they do have Kid Chameleon, which is pretty nice. I'll give them that. That that's a good one. Eternal Champion. That's what it was. It has a line on there that fights. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a pretty fun fighting game. Do you remember Eternal? Champions? I have never seen this ever before in my entire life. Oh, it's a pretty cheesy fighting game. It is there like <laughs> is there like time travel in this game? I don't even know. So there was a arcade cabinet in a diner I grew up near that had this fighting game that had it was time travel based. You had like fucking um. Cavemen versus guys with laser swords versus like a knight versus like some alien thing, and all of them had a blade weapon of some kind. And like part of the game is you could slice off arms and legs and shit like that. And I just remember that the caveman, like his ranged attack was he spat at you. Uh, no, I don't remember that. I thought you were talking about that for a second. Uh, I think I was thinking different. Yeah, no, Eternal Champions was, uh, yeah. Interesting game. Yeah, it looks like they actually do have Kid Chameleon on the list, so I'm a little bit interested now. We got him, boys. Yep, you got me with the nostalgia kick. Coming in. <clears throat> you play Kid Chameleon at all? I don't think I did. I, it's, my memories of what games I played in that era are bad. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they've taken this long, though. Like. They Nintendo's put out two of them. They haven't technically remember, remember there was that shitty one that came out a couple years back that was like, hey, this is bad. And and there's this one, so this one seems better. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, we're gonna re- we're gonna re- uh, get a redo of all the minis at some point, I yeah. feel like. I it far be it for me to know how to do their business, but like you know, if you wanted to release like a Nintendo Classic Collection on the Switch, I'd probably buy that as opposed to a tiny little plastic console. Just saying. What? On the Switch? Like on that thing I already own that I went on an eight-hour plane ride over the week, the two eight-hour planes, and did not bring with me to the other coast because fuck it, who cares about the Switch in my opinion? I actively looked at it and thought about packing it, and I'm like, what am I going to play? Who cares? <laughs> we didn't talk about this, actually. I didn't put it on the news. Like, the, it has been confirmed there are two new versions of the Switch coming, like a, quote, hardcore gamer one and a casual one that appears to have, like, built-in Joy-Cons onto it kind of thing. So we actually know about that. We'll actually talk about it. Really? That's yeah. weird. A hardcore gamer Switch. I I want to Does know. it have a cup holder for your fucking Mountain Dew? I don't know. Maybe it comes in Mountain Dew green, though. 
Oh, I bet it would. A blend of Mountain Dew green and nacho cheese fucking Dorito. Nacho color. cheese resistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God dang it. Yeah. Uh, Valve is busy teasing a new VR, yeah, not VR, not, I'll say VHS headset, a new VR headset. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an image of it that looks kind of like a VR headset, and they're going to talk more about it in May. So, stay tuned, I guess. It's a real fucking slow week. I had to find some stuff to fill out this time slot. Oh, I don't blame you. It, it, it does absolutely look good. Yeah. slow week. And last but not least, with kind of entertainingly humorous uh, news that's sad and tragic all in its own weird way, uh, uh, Microsoft, the current owners of Minecraft, via update, have removed Notch's name from the game. Uh... Do you know why they've been doing that? Because apparently Notch is fucking crazy. Because Notch has gone fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, that's to be expected. It, it's a very sensible news. I'm not sure everyone seems to like this, but it makes certain measure of sense, especially with some of the stuff he's been retweeting lately. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're going to be crazy, then and you don't technically own the game anymore. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's still in the credits for the record. He's just not on the splash screen where used to be more prominent. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they they have the ability to do that, so. They own it now. They get to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I expected more from you on this in all honesty. For some reason, I got the impression you cared more about Minecraft than I do. Nope. Don't fair. care much about Minecraft at all. No, that's completely and fair. And he is pretty nutty, so I yeah. don't care about him. I get much. it. <laughs> I get it. No. Those are for news this week. It's a slow news week, as I mentioned. We have no emails this week, possibly because of the slow news again. But if you wanted to contact us, Alex, how would you go about doing that? It's very simple. You would just go on ahead over to wickedawesomecast at gmail.com and fire your emails in that direction. What's that email again, Alex? That email again is uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. If there was like a show notes, would it be there or something? notes you know there with various other things you can check out such as our social medias yeah where you can find us and stalk us on the internet yep yeah as i said no emails this week which means that's about it for this week uh got anything you want to talk about we close it out this week alex got a short episode for a change i know it's a little bit weird it, 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 it just feels a little inc- i feel like there's something we miss in news and i can't recall off the top of my head but don't know yeah um yeah uh oh wait we did miss something actually what ea laid off 350 people. oh yeah i thought that happened last week My yeah bad. no that was this week yeah. yes I... sorry we're not trying to downplay that's not important i thought that just happened last week don't put in the list this week yeah ea laid off 350 people it's um mostly kind of advertising and non-development staff which doesn't make it better but also it appears that this was kind of been in the works and expected for a little while yeah, it's to be expected. You yeah. think a company like EA is going to give a shit about you? You're dead wrong. Well, I also think that, like, as much as I'm enjoying Anthem right now, like, all indications kind of point to maybe EA's not in the best spot right now. No. I mean, they royally fucked up with Anthem as far as uh, 
the court of public opinion is concerned yeah, right now. Still making a shit ton of money, but yes, you're not wrong. Yeah. So, but alas, we shall see. Um, but yeah, sorry for those who ended up losing their jobs yeah. last week. I just, I, I could have sworn there was something, and I was like, I, we know we missed something. Yeah. So I just remembered right now. And so, and for reference, though, before we get a bunch of emails asking, like, hey, how does this compare to the Activision one? Uh, so for those who I, I didn't know this prior to actually reading about this, is why I feel bad I left this off. Um, so 350% makes up about 4% of what EA's total kind of staff population is. Mm-hmm. The size laid off from Activision was about 1%, which seeing as more people got laid off there and it's a smaller percentage, that's kind of an extra layer of scumminess. Yeah. And EA is not also boasting about record years this year. No, I think they, 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 I don't know. EA is a, a mixed bag sometimes. Sure. They do get a lot of shit, though. But. I, it's, I don't think they've deserved to win Worst video, uh, Company of the Year as many times as they have. I think that's just <laughs> video gamers have lots of time to vote in those polls. I could have sworn it's always Comcast or anything. No, they've beaten out some companies in years where, like, B of A was, like, taking people's houses. It's like, no, nah, EA is still the worst. Why? Because fuck EA, that's why. And I'm like, you need to get outside your bubble. <laughs> Not saying they're a good company, but like EA's not coming to your house, but like we own this shit now. You're letting those microtransactions. We own this shit. It's ours. Get out. <laughs> that would be terrifying DLC. I to think we've made EA jokes on this podcast about like my stance on this, because I know I've used that joke before of the idea of like EA showing up and be like, yeah, so um we own your house now. Yeah. You should have read the terms of service. Yeah. It's so. it's real cool you dropped out of top twenty in Battlefield Five, which means um we not get to repossess your car, sucker. Right? You should have worked on your SR better. Yeah. Now you're dead. KD is shit, boy. That's why we're taking your home. Right? And the only way to get it back is to get your KD up there again. Yeah. <laughs> Places to live for two point are better only. Yeah. Get good, scrub. But yeah. Um, that was the only other thing I can think of this week. I'm sure there's some more stuff, but I'll have to link you. Yeah. There's this really cool thing I wanted to link you this week, but it's not, like I said, it's more, it's pretty thorough, so we can't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, uh, we talked about this briefly, so it's been alluded to that, I, I think we talked about this on the podcast, like EA patented or was like invested in some type of AI system to put into loot shooter games to like tune the reward system to incentivize you to pay more money in microtransactions or something? Yeah. Well, that's what... Wasn't Activision the one who put in that copyright the first Maybe. place? Maybe. I don't know. About, they talked about having it where they would pair you up with people who bought the DLC items yeah. so that you'd want to buy the DLC? Yes. Isn't this so. stuff cool? Right. Good time. I don't know when companies used to just make video games and we'd enjoy them. All I know is I've played enough of Anthem that I've managed to grind out enough of the um, in-game currency that I've managed to buy several of the, quote, like, designer, like, the skins for that game with in-game currency. And I'm like, these are pretty cool skins. Nice. I feel pretty cool in them. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's, that does that actually about cover it. We'll have to do a whole... I feel like we could even get a whole episode done on that one, maybe. Anthem so, or like the a AI mini episode? Thing. The AI thing. Sure, I think it's... Right now, it's just hearsay. Like, it, it's it's something you can't prove, unfortunately. Unless like, EA gets out there and is like, yeah, we have that AI thing in there. 
Yeah. No, I know. It's all speculative. Yeah. But it's fun speculative, you know? Sure, we can put on our crazy tinfoil hats or spin we or spin foil hats, if you will. Yeah. That's Destiny <laughs> One reference, those who don't know. Yeah, I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Um I would like to go out there and pimp out my social media, Mave Online, uh, across all the platforms, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube gaming, Facebook gaming. Are you on um vape.tv yet? Not vape.tv yet. I'm, I'm working on getting that sponsorship to vape.tv, and then we'll go from there. You don't need a sponsor. You can stream on vape. But I need a vape. No, no, you don't. We've proven that time need- and time again. <laughs> well, come into vape.tv. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping to stream some more content, especially some progression coming up this... Well, this week we're going to do a re-clear on Friday and Saturday, but yeah. maybe... Uh, yeah, you will try to stream that stuff again. We should pick a night and do an actually a Division 2 stream or something, too. We should. We haven't. We should. I've been traveling, and you've had a life. Yes. So. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, Um, and that's it for me. Do you have anything you want to... Nah, nothing really. I My shelves for the studio come in the next week or so, so we may get to actually make some work on that, which will be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the stu- yeah we haven't gotten a studio update in a while. Yeah, we got stuff coming for it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Like, so I need stuff to show up so I can build shelves, so I can clear up all the stuff I have in the studio already, so I can actually set the studio up. It's a weird chain of events because I actually used my garage as a garage, you know, to store stuff when we moved in initially. That's just all over the floor, and it's mostly studio stuff, but it's mostly studio stuff across like forty boxes. It's like, oh, that's mm-hmm. the box of PS2 games. That's the box of PS3 games. That's the box of PS4 games with no place to put them. Mm. Okay. Yep. I think that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it for this week. All right. Well, I took us out last yeah, week. Yeah, so. cue the metal. Yeah.